I'm Vanessa Kirkendall, the COO of Market Defense, the premier Amazon agency for prestige beauty brands. And what I love about beauty is the connection to others. I learned so much about others and how they see themselves and the world around them and how we feel about ourselves is everything. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Welcome to Beauty is Your Business. I'm your co-host, Jessica Quick, and I'm joined today by my business colleague and co-host, Denise. Hey, Denise. Hi. We are excited to also welcome Vanessa. Welcome, Vanessa. Hi, Denise. Hi, Jessica. Vanessa, this has been a conversation we've been excited to have because beauty on Amazon is something that's always a topic of conversation for us. And I believe with you and your company, Market Defense, there are going to be some really great learnings on how beauty companies are winning on Amazon, pitfalls, things to avoid when you're starting out on Amazon. And then what I'd love to spend some time on is really how brands are using Amazon as part of their complete marketing and sales plan. Market Defense has something like six of the top 10 Sephora brands on Amazon. So you have tons of experience and expertise, and I'm really excited to jump into that. So to get us started, I'd love to understand a little bit about your journey in beauty. You started out in beauty and obviously moved over to Market Defense. So love to understand a little bit more about that and what Market Defense does. Absolutely. I've been in beauty since I left college, actually, even a little bit before. I thought I wanted to work in the film industry and found that I loved working on the makeup trailers and the films I worked on as an intern and thought, you know what, I can do this. This could be a job. What could I do with this? So after I left school, I started working at the body shop, became a national trainer for them. And that really sparked my love of training and and developing others. When I joined Mac shortly after, able to kind of grow my business skills. You know, I think people think of people at the makeup counters as just maybe working with customers and not managing their own business. But there's millions and millions of dollars pouring in through each location. So I quickly learned how to become a businesswoman at a very young age. And then my career progressed. Most recently, I was leading beauty.com, which was a pure play online retailer where we had hundreds of brands that was purchased by Walgreens and and shuttered in 2016. And then I met this wonderful partner of mine, Chad, and we built Market Defense. I realized that Amazon was a maze for most prestige beauty brands, and they needed a solution. They didn't just need consult or guidance. They needed someone who could wrap their arms around their Amazon business and help them. So that's what we do. We provide full service management for prestige beauty brands on Amazon. So that means account management, marketing, logistics, which is a big headache for brands, and foundationally, the brand protection, removing resellers, identifying who the resellers are and giving that identity back to the brand so that they can do something about it. So it's really a a holistic support system for Amazon. So I would love to understand when a brand wants to jump onto Amazon, they are interested in it. What is the criteria that you're looking for, for a brand to come to you? Do you want them to start from the very beginning with you? Do you want them in a perfect world? They've already been on Amazon and then you're coming in to really help out. So would love to understand the criteria. 
It's a great question, Jessica, in terms of a conversation, because I love to learn from brands what their challenges are. You know, the ideal brand for market defense would really be a brand who is established in the marketplace and they have found that they have some diversion issues on Amazon because we can really fix those and set them up for success. And then we turn on the performance marketing and they can start to see some real growth there. But we absolutely saw a need for brands who were really new to Amazon and had never either considered it or maybe were smaller earlier in their journey. So we just recently launched an incubation agency last year called The Growth Atlas. The name tells you a lot. It's really an agency to help brands with growth and provide a roadmap for how to manage Amazon. So those are for brands that are earlier in their journey. Still some criteria there. You know, I'll tell you who we love to work with. We love to work with brand founders, honestly. They're so passionate about their brands. And there's brands that are private equity backed. Those are great for us as well because they are financially minded. You really want to be as efficient as possible on Amazon. It can be very profitable, but you just need to keep your eye on the prize, on the bottom line. So brands that are inclined in that direction are great candidates for Amazon. And I also think brands who are committed to growing their D2C and their off-channel traffic Those are excellent candidates, too, because we can really partner with them to gain some momentum on Amazon because of all of their off-channel drivers. So all you, you know, TikTok ready brands, fantastic, because that is a direct pipeline into Amazon. So talking about that and leaning into the strategy and how you help a brand develop their strategy on Amazon as part of their holistic approach to their brand How does that work for you and how do you work with these founders and brands to establish the strategy on Amazon? You know, I think of Amazon as kind of the ultimate D2C. You have a captive engaged audience who's very sticky, who returns to shop often. You know, 75% of American women shop beauty on Amazon. So you have a customer who already has built trust and All of us love convenience, right? With the ultimate luxury is shopping in our pajamas and not having to get out and get in the car. So I think if you add Amazon into your broader D2C strategy, you're going to be touching the American public wherever they are. There are clients who are just not going to shop your D2C. Let's be honest. They like a multi-branded retailer. They find it more convenient. There's also the customer who enjoys shopping around and discovering other categories while they shop beauty. So there's reasons why you you want to be in a multi-branded retailer. And of course, Amazon's the biggest. In terms of your, your entire D2C strategy, here's some tips I would give brands. Now that you've established that Amazon should be part of your digital strategy, carve out some exclusives for your .com that can't be touched by either Amazon or your other retailers. That is a great way to build loyalty with your customers as they're going to come to your D2C for what's new. They're going to come to your D2C for content, for educational videos, to really touch and feel and have an experience that they're not going to have in your multi-branded retailers. And then um, have some exclusives for your Amazon business so that you are engaging that customer who we've already determined is steadfast and Amazon customer first. And that's just one tip, but I think there's lots of ways to differentiate between all your points of distribution so that they all feel special and unique and grow loyalty and don't cannibalize and and don't hurt your DC. In fact, 
all boats will rise. So I think if a brand is focused on unique offerings in each retailer, including Amazon, that can be a great way to differentiate from GDC and really just add to your entire digital strategy. It's interesting that you mentioned the education videos and kind of the content piece, because obviously the evolution with Amazon, they've got these templates now that you can add more layers to it, that you can develop your brand story a little bit more robustly. Is that where brands that do that well, is that where they're winning? They're able to really fully tell their full story or are there other bits part of Amazon that make them successful? Absolutely. Brands who are intentional on Amazon will win. So that means being transparent in your messaging, really sharing who you are as a company, sharing your values and introducing your customer to your social media through an area on Amazon called posts. So absolutely being able to be transparent with your customer on who you are and what you stand for and how you deliver behind your product is important. And Amazon has given brands many more tools in the last 18 months than they ever have before, which really shows you that they're very bullish on 3P, on the Seller Central marketplace. Sellers can now have exceptional videos that you can place not only in your brand store, but you can use in your advertising. So you can do sponsored videos and put some ad spend behind a video and have that appear in a customer search. So there's a lot of exciting things, but I will say that they still have a long way to go in personalization. And I think that's where brand could feel confident that their D2C may have a personalized quiz or a foundation finder or a lipstick shade finder or a way to really engage with a customer that is different than how you engage on Amazon. So I think, again, it can be part of your full strategy without taking away any of that special, unique attributes that your D2C or your .com might have. These are some fantastic tips that you're providing here today. And I know that one of the things that we spend time talking about is this idea of specialization, that with marketing now so broad across lots of different platforms, lots of different ways of communicating your marketing message, really having that person and or group and company and agency that's a specialist. And that's really what market defense is, is a specialist within this category. So I'm curious about this layer of performance marketing specific to Amazon and what it is exactly you do with brands. That's a great question. And I I agree that if you can find a specialist in your category for whatever your need, you're just going to feel a lot more taken care of. I certainly do. I do think that a specialist in this in marketing would offer you the ability to have a, a shorthand language. One of the reasons why brands love working with us is they don't have to explain to us when a customer starts shopping for bronzer or that a palette needs to be bubble wrapped when it's shipped. These are the things we already know because we work in this category. So I think that's one area that you will have a partner in is if, if you choose someone who's a specialist in your category. But I do think that we work with other brands outside of beauty because it's really about brands that are passionate We call them passion brands because they're passionate about their messaging. They're passionate about their values. And those are all important areas of marketing is being able to deliver that message coherently, transparently, with passion, being able to provide infographics and images that tell a story that aren't just, you know, packaging. A customer shopping online isn't looking to just replicate their brick and mortar shopping experience where they pick up a bottle and look at it. They're looking for education and content in a way that they just digest differently now online. So I think 
having a partner who specializes in that can help you translate your existing brick and mortar marketing strategy to an online strategy and even more so to an Amazon strategy. And I think that's what's unique about an agency like ours is that we're familiar with all that. So walk us through a little bit when brands obviously are working on their Amazon strategy, they haven't yet decided, but there's quite a lot of their brand already present on Amazon. This is also something that Market Defense can step in and help with. But I know that we speak with a lot of brand founders that it's their biggest point of contention. It frustrates them and they actually even end up with a really bad taste in their mouth about Amazon thinking they can't control it, whether it's diverted product or even a retailer or wholesaler that they were selling to and didn't realize had been putting it up on Amazon. What are some of the things that the brands can think about or can start to do to really gain back control on that? It's a great question. I I feel for brands who arrive on our doorsteps with a terrible diversion issue on Amazon. I look for brands who are open to the idea that they could be part of the problem. Because when brands do not acknowledge that they haven't been paying close attention to who has been purchasing their product and and then selling it to others, then it's tough to make inroads there. We often ask a brand, well, what are you going to do when we tell you that we've identified who it is that's leaking your product and it's one of your top three partners, someone you've worked with for many years. They want to say that they'll cut them off, but they know in reality they may not. And so it would be just a hamster wheel, honestly, Jessica, if they're not really willing to do what's necessary to clean up Amazon. It's not just Amazon's fault. It's, you know, Amazon certainly could do better in helping brands police their brand, but certainly a brand needs to take the ownership there too. So we work as a partnership. We help brands identify who the resellers are. We do a lot of that work within Amazon, but we also do a lot of off Amazon investigation. And then we present the brands that identity so that they're able to go to their partners and say, look, I've got some evidence here that you sold to someone. Let's talk about it. And then we go about protecting their IP on Amazon so that anytime anyone tries to use an image, a clinical, a claim, packaging, we can have them removed from Amazon. So it's setting a foundation that helps keep them clean, but it's also a -a whack-a-mole game. You know, every day another reseller will pop up. We help them address that too. And, you know, we also work with them on best practices for promotional events. Because if you're going to go on Good Morning America and have a 50% off, that's great. It's going to give you lots of awareness. We're happy to partner with you on how to mitigate the eventual leakage onto Amazon. And there's lots of things that we, we talk about with them to help them mitigate that. Frankly, the brands who want to clean it up are the most passionate about their brand messaging and their values and who they stand for. So they make great partners. Can you give us any case studies or examples of brands? I know that when we opened this, Jessica mentioned that you oversee and manage six of the top 10 brands at Sephora, which is very impressive. Can you give us some of those examples and or case studies of what you have done for brands either through a protection mechanism or a growth strategy? Absolutely. You know, what these brands are looking for is leadership and also partnership. And I think we've delivered on both of those. There are areas of the business where they want us to tell them what to do. Certainly that foundational brand protection business and also be a partner in how they want to align their messaging across their channels. Let's see, what's a great case study? I hate to reveal how brands had hiccups in the past, but I'll tell you that there's one of the brands who's a top six brand at Sephora, and they are, let's say their their hero product is a deep moisturizer. This is a brand who came to us with over 200 resellers, 
and we were able to remove 90% of those in 90 days. So those are kind of the low-hanging fruit, but the tough ones come later. And in this case, they had some resellers that were, they sent some product to be destroyed in field for being past expiration date. That person didn't destroy it. They turned around and sold it on Amazon. So we were able to identify that and they were they had to find a new partner. This brand also had a trouble with a distributor showed up one day and said, I want to sell your products in Sweden. I'm going to give you an incredible deal. Almost too good to be true. Guess what? It was. That product never left the States, turned around and was sold on Amazon. So these are the things that we were able to mitigate the losses for the brands, but also give them an education. They would have never known who it was that was reselling their product. And if it wasn't Amazon, it would have been Overstock, Instagram, eBay. Their product would have ended up somewhere. So our ability to help identify who that was helped them clean up their vendors and partners so that they only had really solid, good partners left. It's an amazing case study. So when you then have cleaned everything up, is the recommendation typically that the brand runs their own Amazon, that there aren't any other resellers allowed for the brand? What's that recommendation? Good question, because it's a scenario that brands have to face anytime they want to come on Amazon. They have established retailer relationships with people that they trust, and they believe that they won't discount. And so they think, well, why shouldn't I have my product available for sale on Amazon by two or three different people if they're all the same price? Well, I'll tell you why. Our recommendation is, no, you want to be the only seller on Amazon. And that is because Amazon has this unique feature called the buy box. And if you haven't heard about the buy box, it is fascinating. So the buy box is an algorithm driven feature on Amazon where Amazon's algorithm chooses who's selling the product in that moment in time. So whoever is in the buy box at that time gets 100% of the sales. Amazon doesn't split them up into a pie so that everyone gets a little bit. So if you're the seller in the buy box, you get 100% of the sales. And what about those other sellers that you, you mentioned, your friends who you want to sell product? Well, they're just standing behind you waiting. They get zero sales. So in order to win sales in the buy box, they must do something in order to get into the buy box. And the number one metric is price. So guess what? They have to discount. So they will have to discount to win any any of those sales. And then now you're out and they're in. And now you get zero. And now they're one penny less and they're winning the buy box. So unfortunately, the buy box keeps you from splitting the sales. Unlike you know being in a shopping mall and you've got three stores and everyone gets a little bit of something, Amazon just doesn't work that way. So you're setting yourself up for a price war if you allow other sellers to be selling your product on Amazon. So we would say you really need to be the only seller on Amazon in order to keep price integrity, to control that messaging, to control the experience. As much as you'd want to trust your partners, and I'm sure there's great partners, Amazon itself is um, stacked against them. So they'd have to be discounting. So we would say, nope, you got to be your own seller on Amazon. Control your destiny on Amazon and be your own seller. And I apologize if this seems like a obvious question, but market defense or an agency can represent the brand. So it's not per se, the brand has to have now an in-person Amazon on their team in-house. They can still use an outside agency or someone with a lot more experience, but it would be on their behalf. Yes. You can be the, the agent of a brand and, you know, brands often have that question, should I do this in-house or should I hire someone? And, you know, there, there are some excellent people that we work with as partners who are the in-house Amazon 
agent within a brand, but they're just never going to have the amount of expertise that we've had. Our core group has been working within Amazon's prestige beauty category since 2007. There's just not going to be someone on your team who's going to know as much as we do. So the learning curve for them will be tough, but they can be an excellent partner to us in helping us do what we do. And then you have someone in your business who helps with assortment, who helps drive inventory, who helps with production levels. And then we can all work together to work at our maximum level of success on Amazon. But it's tough for a brand to do it just in-house and have the same level of success that working with an agency would provide. We've talked about this idea of protection and defending your brand on Amazon, but what is the offensive? What is the getting out there and taking an offensive approach and really driving the brand forward through the performance marketing? And then you also mentioned this idea of logistics. So take me through some of the services that you provide from an offensive position and the logistics side of it. Absolutely. One of the things I love talking about is defensive marketing. It is actually asserting yourself on Amazon and defending your brand by making sure that customers see you and so that you're visible and relevant to them. We encounter many brands who come to us and say, well, we're doing marketing. I think we're doing okay there. But then you type in either their brand name into search or maybe their top product or maybe the top type of product, let's say firming moisturizer, and yet they appear nowhere on that search and all of their competitors are there. It's always tough for me to to share my screen with someone on on a Zoom call because that's how we do business now. And I type in their brand name and what pops up is all of their competitors and you can see their face just kind of fall because they didn't realize that their competitors were poaching their customers through a search strategy. So we set about making sure that you own your search on Amazon. If you were to look at one of the brands in our portfolio, they own the entire top of fold experience on Amazon, that sponsored brand at the top, plus all of the products or their products. And even if you go down below the fold, depending on how many products they have, they could own that entire first or second page. And so the customer has absolutely no way to be poached by a competitor, whether it be a lower price or or someone who's spending more money than you. That's the end goal is for you to own your experience marketing wise. And that is sets you up for defensive marketing. But it's also that offensive part where you're working to really grow your business by owning your customer search. So that's branded. And then we set about gaining a customer through category acquisition. So customers are discovering new brands on Amazon in a way that they never have before. The pandemic really forced them into shopping in a new way on Amazon. Amazon was not necessarily a place for discovery. It was a place where demand was fulfilled. Now, customers are shopping around. So we want to be there as they're shopping. So firming moisturizer, customers in prestige are very savvy. They're not just shopping, you know, moisturizer. They're shopping hydrating mushroom. They're shopping by ingredient. They're shopping by solution. So you want to have a keyword strategy and a marketing strategy that makes sure that you are visible to those search terms. So we set about finding what's unique about a brand and really applying our strategy that way. And then also, honestly, Denise, it's mining the data on Amazon, just hours and hours and hours of looking at what works on Amazon and what keywords are driving discovery, what keywords are driving conversion, and really making sure that we're aligned with those as well. 
And do you provide some of that reporting? How do you report back to the brands? Because what you're saying about the keyword search and how you're able to achieve some of these things is wonderful. How do you report all of this information back to a brand? You know, I think each brand has their own set of priorities. And some brands come to us and say, look, this has been a headache and I just want you to handle it. So our reporting package might be a little bit lighter for them. We've got an always-on dashboard, so they can always jump on whenever they need to see what their sales are, to see how their advertising campaigns are running, to see what their logistics numbers are. And that way, they feel like things are great. And then there are brands who really do need some of that information because they're going to use it to help drive some innovation and just overall intelligence for their D2C. So we absolutely report on that. You know, end of month is great. Quarterly basis is great. If you look at it a little bit more often than that, you're not really seeing a real picture. Absolutely, we're going to report on all that, and they can take a look at that, the return on what we're doing, and they can apply it elsewhere. You know, what's really interesting about Amazon, though, they've really stepped up their game with analytics, and there's a lot you can learn about your customer. So if you are on the 3P seller side and you own your own Seller Central account, which is different than selling directly to Amazon, you have ability to see what your customer was searching for, who they bought instead of you, what they looked at before they purchased you. So there's lots of information that we can help a brand digest because it's it's a lot of data dump from Amazon, but it's all in there. And some of it's really good and really good nuggets that help drive your information for the rest of your D2C. Talking about case studies, this isn't necessarily a case study, but it's a really good data point. One of our brands is the number one or two skincare brand on Sephora, back and forth with a couple other brands. We learned um, by looking at doing a deep dive into what their customers were purchasing, that customers, when they were looking at their moisturizer and then followed by their serum, they were also putting into their basket a competitive product that we all know that has been around for years and then suddenly everyone jumped on board and it's now one of Amazon's top 25 products. So when we were able to identify, they said, you know what, this is great because we have a product that fills that gap, but we just have never positioned it as a product similar to that competitor because we feel it's a little bit different. But now looking at their ingredients, our ingredients, and more about what our Ingredients, very different product, but it delivers on that same experience of exfoliation to the customer. So we then positioned our product, their product, that toner against that other toner. And wow, they've seen great results. So being able to understand who your customer is looking to, to fill the gaps when you just don't show up as a brand is really important because then it informs us all on how we can better reach that customer. I'm sitting here with my like head exploding because I love everything you just shared. One of the things that we get as an objection from brands about going on Amazon is, but they're not my customer. I'm not going to know anything about them. At my own e-com platform, I get email addresses, I can build my marketing list and so forth. And that's correct. But what you just shared is so enlightening. And I am super excited to dive into that more to be able to help, like you're saying with brands to understand there's so much good data. There's so much good customer information that when you can get it and then really understand it, you can make better decisions that really increase your basket size. That's really great. It's so true. I mean, what's more important to you, their name or address or how they shop and understanding what they're purchasing. So I'd rather know what's in somebody's basket than 
their name and address and not know what's in their basket. I, I can appreciate being able to retarget to a customer, but there's so many tools where you can retarget to that customer without having their name and address. DSP is one of them, but there's so many ways to retarget to that customer without knowing exactly how to, how to land on their doorstep. You're going to land on their doorstep digitally. So I love that information. I also really like this idea of using this information to either apply it to other products within the assortment because you have a data now that you can surgically work with and use in a very intentful way and or use the data for your new product development platform and how you're going to develop product that meets the needs of your customer. So I think there's some really interesting things about that data in a couple different areas. Do you see any opportunities like I'm seeing in that? You know what? I am, Denise. And actually, we just helped a brand who's a fragrance brand launch candles that are exclusive to Amazon. Their fragrance took off last year. They have a beautiful line of fragrances that really lean into the gourmand. Customers were hungry for more, and we were able to identify what's the right price point against their competitors and understanding how much marketing spend would it take to be visible to those competitive customers. And they said, you know what, this feels right to us. So we launched candles that are in line with their fragrances and customers are eating it up. They are very happy. And actually they're going to take those candles off channel and and sell them elsewhere. That's great because again, all boats will rise as customers begin to see you in different areas of business. So really happy to have helped partner with them to get those candles out there. I really appreciate all of these different case studies and tips and just wealth of knowledge that you've shared with us today, Vanessa. It's been a very interesting and eye-opening conversation about Amazon from a different perspective than I've ever had. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. This is fun. I love talking about Amazon. I'm happy to talk to anyone who might need 30 minutes to just bounce off ideas or understand what their options are. Happy to connect with anyone who'd like to do that. How can they get a hold of you if they would like to connect with you? I love that you put that out there. They can reach me at Vanessa at marketdefense.com. Well, thank you so much again for the time. Really enjoyed the conversation. I'm looking forward to watching Market Defense's brands continue to really succeed on Amazon and really understand and learn more as you guys continue to really dominate this prestige beauty space. Thank you. So, so happy to have spoken with you. This is a lot of fun. Thank you all for inviting me. This has been Beauty Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.